Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. I know you're super busy, so it means a lot to have you listening today. Today on the podcast, we're visiting with mindful movement specialist and extraordinary human being, Lawrence Biscontini. As a fitness leader, Lawrence has won major awards across the global fitness industry from IDEA, ACE, CanFit Pro, and ECA, to name a few. He travels the world offering his best secrets in mentoring, fitness and spa consulting, and presenting for professional conferences. Among many other projects he pours his creative power into, Lawrence also serves on the advisory board for the International Council of Active Aging and as senior VIP consultant for Power Music. His resume and list of accomplishments would take the entire podcast to read, and it's way more fun to talk directly to this man, so let's get the conversation started. Lawrence Biscontini, are you ready? For the Idea Fit Pro Show, born ready. <laughs> well, let's do this. Welcome. Thank you for spending part of your day with me here on the podcast. Sandy, pinch me. What a wonderful event to be talking to you <laughs> and my Idea family on the Idea Fit Pro Show and to be introduced by the voice of colleague and friend Ken Allen. Oh. I'm Lawrence Biscontini, and thanks for being interested in talking to me. It's awesome that you're here. So I have pretty much known you from my first day in the fitness industry, um, which was low many years ago. Um, but for the benefit of those who don't know you, would you please introduce yourself and give us an overview of your path in the industry that specifically speaks to how your fitness and well wellness philosophy came to be what it is today? To the people who might not have heard my name, this is the reason why you're probably happy and sane if you're in the fitness industry. I'm Lawrence Biscontini, or as my Memoji dates back to mom calling me in the last century, Lawrence of Aerobica. Or as you <laughs> named me, Sandy, many moons ago with my idea name badge at a world, The Biscuit, Biscuit. spelled B-I-S-K-I-T, which is subsequently the name of my current dog, thanks to you. I am chocolate lover, theologist thinker, champagne mixer, and Capricorn, all dedicated to working with others to maximize our outer joy potential that has to come from inside for a better world. I like to say that my message is spreading wellness without walls towards a joy pandemic. Wow. Okay. Can you repeat all that, please? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I want to know who's going to listen to this podcast on the, the number two times velocity speed, right? Because I do that sometimes. <laughs> I can't do it to myself that way. Well, I, I talk slow, so I don't mind if people speed it up. But you, you speak pretty quickly. So, really? uh, you know, folks are going to have to keep up with you. Um, I have always admired the depth and breadth of your expertise on so many specialties, but to name a few, um, mind-body disciplines, career path, business, spa consulting, working with older adults, to name just a few. Um, first, how did you find these pathways to specialize in, or did they find you? First of all, thank you for your admiration. As you alluded, I don't take that lightly because it's nice to just be seen or heard in our world as a human fellow sentient being. So I don't take that for granted. The illustrious line of people on this Fit Pro show is incredible. And that I'm talking to, I have to pinch myself and then remember that we're recording this. My dad died of heart disease. I had a half brother who died of heart disease before his 30th birthday and relatives with heart issues. And I I've since been checked and have heart issues as well. I was over fat as a youth and I was picked on for being sissy and for being over fat. And so I got scared when my dad died and started to make some changes based on some doctor recommendations, the sane ones, of what I could do to change my life. And other people started saying, oh my gosh, you're making some changes, at least on the outside. And what are you doing? And before I started to tell them, I thought, well, it's working for me. I don't want to tell anyone else my path. I went to Washington, D.C. with the likes of our dear friend Josie Gardiner and sat for the first ACE 
Group X mm -hmm. gold certified test for which there was no book, which means gold certified, right? You just got to wing it and hope that you know what you need to know. And, and that, was, that, that was actually IDEA at the time. IDEA right. found, founded American Council on Exercise. I don't think a lot of people know that, but the, that was right. an IDEA certification at the time. It was. My certificate, I still have a gold seal on it. It's weathered. And yes, it has your original, original, original logo and all of those names on it. And then I started, of course, putting in my dues in fitness, teaching, and the early morning classes, and the subbing classes, and then that led into writing, and presenting. And as you know, Sandy, rejections just as much as first-timers when you're a no-name in the industry, now I'm a bigger no-name, um, then you get travel opportunities, and they came to me, Sandy, and my idea family. And then, the second part to which you alluded, did my fitness path find me? And it did, because Colin and Julie Milner, in Canada of ICAA, International Council of Active Aging, said almost a decade ago, well, now that you're over 50 and we define an active ager as someone 50 or older, we'd like you to be part of our advisory board. And mm. in addition to teaching for us and writing for us, sort of give us some, some guidance as someone out in the field, if you will. And uh, that was really cool that that found me. Suzanne Hosley of Bangkok's AFC convention hired me for marketing. Sarah Cooperman asked me to write some books on active aging. Mm -hmm. Mo Hagen and CamFit Pro said, what about some committees and councils for some of our anniversaries? Marcia Hayes of Inner Idea Programming asked me to be with her and work on some stuff for not only Inner Idea, which I hope we have time to talk about. Some people don't know that that existed, but then put Inner Idea at Mainstream Idea which events and rooms we called a taste of inner idea, mm -hmm. right? And then you, Sandy, and my idea family like, like Joy Keller would contact and say, hey, what about a piece on this? Or throw us some queries for that. And the mission found me in a way for the, for the second part. Yeah, it just it it sounds like it all unfolded very organically and you just you just sort of went with it. You took the opportunities and made the best of them. My takeaway has always been sweat first and then let them smell your sweat and then they compensate <laughs> for your sweat. You got to put in your dues, right? Yeah. How many times do we hear, oh, I want to present for you or I want to write for you. And you'll say, Sandy, great. Where can I see your work? Oh, no, you'll be my first piece ever, right? <laughs> we, get, like we, get, we get some of that. And, you know, we, we take yeah. a chance every now and again and we will find a diamond in the rough. So, right. yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't uh, dissuade people from, you know, raising their hand to do that. Of course. So all of that said, what advice do you have for new fit pros who are trying to find a niche or for seasoned pros who are looking for a change? Uh, you know, people might be feeling stale or, you know, just need something to up their game a bit. What are some of the keys to knowing and honoring which specialty path or paths are right for you? Oh my goodness, no pressure at all. All right, so two random fun facts, which I'll call, here's the tea. First part of your question is for the newbies, you don't have to be new, get a mentor. And I hope we'll have time to talk a little bit about that and what, what is a mentor and how do you afford one or find one and, and work with one and you think, well, I just paid for my certification, now I'm supposed to drop money for a mentor? Not if you're creative, but newbies, get a mentor. And for seasoned pros, which is second part of your, your question is, remember to say that, quote, my prices reflect my wisdom, my worth, value and preparation, not your budget, hmm. end quote. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. I think we might be done. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something I've discovered years ago. And I just think we are so afraid to talk about money and compensation. Uh, but, uh, but my dermatologist isn't. And my chiropractor isn't. Right. And my gardener isn't. Especially the beginning of the year when it's time to negotiate raises. Like uh, in fitness industry, all of a sudden we're supposed to be ashamed or deconditioned to know how to put worth and value, and they're both important. The second part, I think your question was keys to knowing our bliss, like how do we know if we're on the right path towards if we've chosen this career of fitness mm -hmm. and it's, it's working well? I kind of like to use the metaphor of dating. If something is fresh and new and creative and really inspirational and satisfying the right things in the right places for the right reasons, you sort of go to bed thinking about that relationship and wake up thinking about that relationship 
relationship and can allude to some dream recognition recollection of that relationship. Well, that has to be your career. If you're not going to bed with joy and waking up with glee, oh my gosh, that's how I'm going to do my new warm up today with the configuration of this, be it in person or virtual or hybrid or whatever you're calling it these days, then uh, it's probably not your bliss because you want it should be likened to a, a dating relationship. And number two, is it building? Whatever you're doing, do you get one more person from word of mouth, from advertising? Is it bigger? Is it one more person saying, where's the Zoom link? Or how do I pay for your services, et cetera? Or do you have space for me? Or how do we negotiate my budget? And number three, uh, to some extent, your path, like social good, chooses you. Yes, there are times in my life when I've been hired to teach some things that I would rather have taught other things. However, if it's on my repertory or the things from which Sandy could choose as uh, article queries, I have to have my heart and soul in all of them, mm -hmm. even though I might prefer to teach at this environment, in this venue, outside at the harbor in San Diego by the convention center and the craziness of the traffic, this discipline, an idea might choose something else. My heart is still in it. I've never gone into, when I was the Reebok Master Trainer, for example, we had all these modules, which were incredible, and one of them was the martial arts of the punching and kicking, right? That's nothing I went into, even though all my colleagues at the time said, you'll be more marketable, you'll be more workable. I'm an Italian. I like to feed you. I'm not a puncher <laughs> and a kicker. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I, the, the most martial art I get, Sandy, and my idea family is to wear black and teach Tai Chi. Super slow. Let's all have a chi-gasm together and enjoy that and, and move forward. <laughs> well, those are those are some amazing wisdom bombs you just dropped there. But, um, it, you know, since we're Thank talking you. about careers, can you highlight a few lessons you've a few other lessons you've learned over your time in the industry that might save our new pros um, or even seasoned pros um, time, money and frustration? Surely, how much time we got? We got another two and a half hours, right? Okay, wonderful. Sandy, you must be reading my mind or at least my Twitter feed this year because this year in the fitness industry, I'm dedicating just Twitter to spill the tea about our industry. So I like to use this an I like to use an acronym for a lot of things because it organizes my filing cabinet. And one of the words is PEEKS, P-E-E-K-S, like one of our visionary of the inner idea, Pamela Peek, right? Pamela Peek, right. Dr. Pamela Peek. The, the piece for me stands for presenting. What did I learn? A lesson learned that I wish I would have learned uh, when I first presented for IDEA or any of the places I presented for. April was in the room. You were in the room. Len Kravitz was in the room. Petra Colbert comes in the room. Jim Miller comes in the room. No pressure, right? And you're on stage <laughs> at IDEA. I think it was San Diego. Uh, the first thing I wish I would have learned or known is know how to leverage what you do from all kinds of presenting and writing and appearances. You think, oh, I I finally get the opportunity to be in the program on the stage and submit my documents and have everything wonderful and people actually show up. The rest is up to me. Yeah, but then what? Right? You have to know why. You have to know a bigger picture of why do you want to present or be in the expo or write. What does that article give you? It's not for the X fee of whatever currency it is and you put that in the bank and then you're done. Nah. Like that's the Make-A-Wish Foundation where you live on aspirations for other people. Number two, ethics. Um, you have to keep them. And if something feels icky, it probably is. So just walk away and walk away early and mm. keep your mouth shut about it, not mm airing laundry. That's the E. The second E of peaks is evaluations. I believe that every evaluation, even the nastiest, even the most all perfect fives, whatever we're judging on one to five, have glows and grows. Well, I wish I would have known at the beginning to hire uh, two people, one person within our industry who understands evaluations and what I do and what it's like in an environment of a less than ideal club where maybe mindful breathing yoga is between killer cardio combat kickbox and Mindy Milray on the other side, right? Blasting their, their music, which we love and I am a fan of and go to, but if you're in the middle and people are gonna write their evaluations holding you accountable for everything, you need two people to read all your evaluations, filter that and then give Give you your glows and grows. I don't believe in reading all the evaluations because, you know, we'll, we'll get a few positives and go to bed forever and stop eating for a month, in my case, for the one negative that says uh, he's too gay for yoga. That was my first idea world evaluation. And the other one, which I, am, am, I got bigger and put on my wall because it keeps me super, super humble. Piano music is inappropriate for background to yoga. 
So I love those first evaluation opinions. However, I now wish I would have learned. You take your evaluations and you send them to two people, one person in your industry and one person that knows you, but not the industry and reads all this crazy stuff that people write. Half of it is their shipwreck stuff, right? And then filter what you can get, Sandy, as a glow and grow from your convention appearance or article or whatever it is that you did. Um, number four, the I like to say the K of peaks is keep a mentor close because it'll also be a psychologist and a therapist and keep you sane and know what's forward, mm. not behind, which is why I call it feed forward, not feedback. Keep the past past. Ooh. And number five, the S of peaks, share. Share your tips, but charge your wisdom. Hmm. Nothing is free. Share all the little tips you've learned, charge for your wisdom, and to see all those in action and more, I created this playlist, Sandy, on my YouTube, and it's called Lessons Learned in Fitness. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to put that in the show, show notes so people oh, can link thanks. to it and review it. And, um, you know, that that is amazing advice. I don't think we've done an article on peaks, have we? No. All right. So maybe we should talk after this. Um, we're talking already. I'll, I'll query you and Joy. <laughs> Hi, Joy. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's awesome. And since you um, since you mentioned mentoring, um, I'd like to dig into that a bit more. Um, you stated the importance of it, but I'm just wondering what's your advice for how a new or even a seasoned pro can seek out a mentor, um, or if that's the way it it happens. And then, what are your tips for working with your chosen mentor? So open. Wow. Since we have an hour and 45 left, let me tell you, Paul Check we know and love, and he talks about the four doctors. I like to talk about the three mentors. What, Lawrence? I can barely afford one, and how are you telling me that I need three mentors? We do. If you want to soar, you can fly or get by or float, but if you want to soar, you need three mentors. And uh, three mentors are paramount to have, of course, with the certifications that we need and all the tools you need, but having mentors is not addressed in the, the, the books of certifications. That's how to do no harm, right? Right. But how to success succeed in business and find the other people who know where the bones are buried, if millennials may not understand that that metaphor, but who know the secrets of the industry because they made them and paid for them, made and paid. Well, we can we can glean if you get a Roomba, one of those robots for your floor or an air fryer or a Japanese rice cooker. I like to use the analogy of those things that if you only know the manual that comes with those, you're going to be cleaning a very small part of your floor or from controlled by your electric device and handheld or only making rice in your air in your in your Japanese rice cooker or your air fryer for potatoes. However, if you get on YouTube, if you talk to your friends, if you share recipes, your world is blown and your time well spent yep. and you're not serving something that other people can't have. So I believe in three mentors in our fitness industry. The first is for content, somebody who teaches the content of what you love to do. Number two, delivery. Somebody who teaches how you love to deliver it. And if you find the same thing in one person that you otherwise call hashtag fitness God, then you go for that with a small g. Number three, the third mentor you need is somebody outside, like the person reading our evaluations, of your industry mm -hmm. whose eyes will always be fresh. And for the Fit Pro Show, I'm going to reveal on the first time ever as we're speaking today... Uh, my three, because I think it's great for people to, to sort of relate to the, the the nuts and bolts of what happens. I go up to Len Kravitz for content and we work out a system where I will say in public, he's my mentor. He's very sweet also to say in the backs and fronts of his books that I am one of his. Very Aww. sweet. We have a wonderful, honest relationship. Whenever I'll do a keynote and he'll come in, he'll say, oh, Lawrence, that was great. And then I, that, it's a script. I'll say, great. Thank you, Len. Now, what did you really think? Then I cry <laughs> and then I process and then I grow because no one grows by feeling comfortable. You don't go on holiday laying with a tequila, whatever, and your hand at the beach and say, everything's comfortable. I'm so glad to be resting. I'm really growing now as a person. Nah, -uh. it's through the suffering that we grow. So I, you yeah. need to hire somebody who's content honest. And that's Len. He's research based. If I'm not teaching something that's research based, I don't want to do it unless you're hiring me to talk about tell me gossip in the fitness industry. And that's not really sort of who I am. 
It's not research-based. It's sort of what's happened to you. Number two, you hire a, a con- you hire a mentor for delivery, and that right now is Mark Fisher. I know you know Mark Fisher, and we mm-hmm. know and love Mark Fisher. And after I actually, paradoxically, ironically, discovered him and introduced him to you and introduced him to a couple other fitness conventions, for which I am super glad that things have worked out in so many ways for him and for Idea. I've hired him to tell me a couple great things that I need to hear about the delivery. On his YouTube channel, the way he'll talk to people is so not fingers up any orifices, and it's really not everybody's vocabulary, but that's the way I aspire to be. So I take that. And number three, uh, Connie Towers, my, my dear friend Constance Towers, who's on General Hospital, yes. killing people off when she's when she's not <laughs> shooting Hallmark Christmas lovey movies. Uh, then uh, she's the one outside of my industry that not only is one of my three that reads my evaluations, but she's also one of my uh, people that I have dedicated in some way every book I've ever written to because she teaches me eloquence and how to be what Jay Blonick calls a first-class human being. Mm. And so those are my three mentors. And you find them by finding the, the people who do how, what, or outside of our industry that you want to be. And you say, I'd love to discuss possible mentoring relationship opportunities and find out if we could work out something. Many times, it's not even a financial exchange, Sandy. You can just say, well, you know, I'm really good at massage or I'm really good at social media or how about if I could get you some 50 really nice likes from authoritative people that I have on my database and I persuade, mm. whatever it is, I think you have to be creative. Unless your excuses are greater, your why has to be more great. So creative and resourceful. And, and thank you for sharing who your mentors are. I'm curious um, about how you approach them. Was it in person? Was it via email? I mean, if knowing you as I do, I'm, I'm certain it was probably in person. You just, you know, made the ask, but you know, tell me if I'm wrong. You are correct. Okay. Absolutely. With Lang Kravitz, he, he would come to my keynotes and I'd see him in everybody's keynote. He is the, the presenter's presenter. He, he appreciates and supports every single person. And uh, I, I would say to him, what'd you think? Oh, that was great. Thank you. And that was it. The first time we ever had that kind of inter- interaction. And I'm thinking, nobody thinks 100% that. Len's standards are, on a scale of 1 to 10, Len's, his standards are 13, right? So uh, what did you really think? And then we went back and forth. And uh, what could I do for him? Came up with some options. What could he do for me? Continue to tell me his truth based on his eyes and what he sure. knows in the industry. With Mark Fisher, I think there might have been a little bit of friendship and colleague gratitude going on because of the introductions I had made that are really using his services, like with Idea in a couple of different ways. And that's a plethora of introduction. And so he cut me a great rate for the 30, 45, 60 minute phone calls. And I think it was kind of visionary to say, before we have this phone call, Mark, can I bank it? In other words, can I cut it in half? I want 15 minutes today and then maybe 30 or 45 minutes in the future. And all my idea, friends and family listening, always when you're going to have time with your mentor, suggest that because you're going to be thinking whirlwinds after your conversation and Mm -hmm. say, oh, but now that spurs this conversation. And what about this? And oh, what about the time I tried that, but I didn't have time to ask? Sort of like going to confession and you forget that one sin (laughs) and you beat yourself up, right? Well, no, you've already banked time to go back to Mark and say, well, I saved my 20 minutes. Here they are. Always do that. And it's not always just about a cash exchange, uh, cash for money. And remember when you find the people that do what you do, or can offer what you're willing to pay for in some way, there has to be some kind of energy exchange, which is the buzzword these days. Remember another acronym, this, T-H-I-S, T-Trust. Trust that your mentor will hold your growth, not your hand. You might cry. You're not going to a mentor to sugarcoat and give you five great things to keep doing and then the one big thing that's going to change your life. No, just tell me the 10 big things that are going to make me better. I'll cry on my own and I have my own wine cabinet and friends support system to process what you give me, but you have to trust your mentor. Number two, honesty. Give your mentor what will and will not work for you or what you're willing and not willing to do. Then say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great idea. And two months later when you check in, you haven't even tried and opened up your Twitter account or, or one in your name. Number three, inquire about compensation regularly just to think, well, I could afford the first call and no more, but my life has changed. Maybe you have something more creative to offer or suggest the last time. And the four of T-H-I-S is 
step up. If you are working with a mentor, do what you're going to say you're going to do. Or if somebody says, well, you need to post this way or at least use this hashtag of the 30 you're allowed to use and you haven't used it. Oh, my goodness. I get so frustrated. Trust, honesty, inquire and step up. Yeah, another great acronym with a lot of lessons in it. Um, and really, it's just it, having a mentor is a way of busting out of your bubble to to grow, stretch, ex- expand yourself and, and you save know, money. Absolutely. Yep. You know, that's right. that's one of those less, career lessons to save yourself frustration and money, you know, go straight to a source that you really admire and, you know, have them be really honest with you and and. You do the things that they're suggesting, really, because they're that's why you went to them in the first place. Absolutely. And somebody doesn't have to have mentor on a website to go up to Kelly Roberts, to go up to Minnie Millray and say, I'd really love to mentor with you. What are my options? Can we have a discussion? It's great. You just go to their website, click on the bottom right, contact us, contact me, <laughs> go to social media. It doesn't take a brain surgeon. And you ask yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Um, okay. But this is this is also about getting out of your own bubble. Um, but um, you are among the most internationally engaged professionals I know in the industry. Thanks. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you bounce between about a half a year each in Europe, um, with the other time in the Caribbean and New York City. But you know, you're you're around the world a lot. Um, please tell Correct. us about the differences you've observed regarding the state of fitness affairs overseas versus what you see in North America. Absolutely. I'm home-based in Mykonos. It's this little island off of Athens. I like to say mindless in Mykonos, right? And I've been doing mindful retreats there, and they are, re- they are continuing in Europe in general. I'm going to say EEC, also the UK. And I'm also going to mention some countries that may not be part of the official Europe or EEC or Schengen, like Albania, Bulgaria. Wonderful things are happening. Sandy, the mindful retreats are continuing more than the United States. Now, we're talking as we're speaking now, and we'll see the date and time of this when it comes out. And in a bigger sense, this is to some during a pandemic, to some in the last phases of a pandemic, whenever this is, I'm talking about Europe now. And when I began in Mykonos, mindful retreats, 15 years ago, I was one, forging my way. We're gonna have people coming from other different parts of the world. We're gonna rent a hotel. We're gonna go through the town. We're gonna do our mindful this and our barefoot that. And I was sort of paving the way. Now, so many people are doing that. So many people are, who wants to take my yoga students, my Pilates students, my, my Tai Chi students to Mykonos or a Greek island and live the dream. Unfortunately, without knowing the way the infrastructure there is organized, it's a learning curve for the people who aren't coming from Europe. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of one-offs every year without that that history. You know what I mean? Right. As, as my Brit friends would say. But I think that the mindful retreats are really springing up because they're small and they have testing and they have great controls. And it's sort of like individual conventions put on by individual people who are thinking outside the box. I'll also say for Europe versus the U.S. that smaller countries, Italy, Switzerland, Albania, Bulgaria, even Greece, compared to when you say North America, US, Canada, add in Mexico, they're less divided. Whereas we have so many different parts of politicized um, areas in America saying we need this or not need this or need to do this or should do that. There's less questioning overall. In Europe, there's more air ERR on the side of overprotecting, but things are open. There are governments that are recognizing through public voice that gyms are necessary for healthcare, not a luxury. And so my friends in Italy, we have Luciano, who is going all over Italy, staying in his country, but mounting his own events, going to clubs as we used to do as wannabe presenters saying, book me for a day and I'll teach five, six classes for you and invite your your chain of instructors instead of convention saying to ha- thinking they need to have a world mega event like we have at world mega event idea. And God bless us. We have that history. We have Matt. We we have joy. We have the marshes of the world. We have the history to make it all happen. Mm-hmm. But in the smaller countries, there are more chances for smaller events. Robert Steinbacher in Switzerland doing the same thing all over that country. Uh, Lorenzo Amoruso in the UK. 
Now that clubs are open, he'll have small events and they're outside and people are less fearful because there aren't questions of, well, I want to do it this way or shouldn't you be doing that way? Less, there's more homogeneous thought, okay. I think. Yeah, um, an idea uh, attendee regular every year, Dimitris Kandris in Athens, is back to teaching in his home's place clubs chain because they just opened just a month ago as of we're speaking today, but also organizing now outdoor fitness where people are more open-minded in some places to take. In the sea, which is starting spring in Greece because it's never really frigid like, like Alaska. And then there are more smaller events and I love to see the individual towns instead of just the capitals for Germany and other larger countries like Spain are hosting their own events at clubs. So I love seeing that. It seems like the opportunity in North America is, is ripe for that. You know, we haven't really looked at that model and, um, you know, sort of spread ourselves out in smaller, more intimate events like that. So that's a great example to follow. So on these uh, um, mindful retreats that you mentioned about how many people get invited to these or like what's capacity on that? What's a really good number to have for those? Wonderful question, Cindy. For mine, we've never taken more than 15 people mm -hmm. and we don't invite people. I'll, I'll post what the dates are and to inquire within, if you will. And my partner in crime, idea presenter Valerie Grant and I will put together our thoughts and talk to them and say, these are our new protocols. Does this work for you? Accept a deposit, hold your space. There's a, there's a cancellation policy and move forward. We want to keep it super attentive. Otherwise, when we include things like my local healers, craniosacral, aura, chakra, healing and unblocking, if we had more than 15 people, you wouldn't get that special attention and really have an inner journey, sort of like Odysseus, and have a whole mythological, Meconian, magical retreat event. I'm revisiting my high school English literature. <laughs> Odysseus, wow. Right, right. Homer. Yeah. Imp impressive, Lawrence. Um, well, we create themes. We have each one of the days dedicated to a god, and then we go to the island of the god, like Apollo, the god of the sun, which is six minutes from the island of Mykonos and then the next day is Athena and we do beauty spa things and move on to, well, there are 12 gods, so 12 days. Yeah. Um, and about, how, speaking of 12 days, about how many days are these micro retreats? We, we meet for about two weeks. And some people have come wow. come for less. We're together for two weeks, say 14, one day for jet lag and one day to sort of booze and smooth and buy whatever you didn't on the, on the previous 12. Although we do have ample samping, shopping and spa tours built into our events at, at stores where I get discounts, of course. And, and we put it together and we move on. And people have come for seven days of, that tw of the two weeks and we make accommodations for that in price and time and hotel. Those sound amazing. Um, so on the international front, I want to stay on this for just a beat more. Um, sure. Why do you think more fitness pros hesitate to branch out internationally the way you have? And then, um, you know, as long as you're expounding on that, what pointers do you have for those who would like to be more global in their approach to fitness and wellness? Okay, the first part of your question is why are so many maybe being hesitant? I'm not sure now, Sandy, they are hesitating. Now with Zoom, I'm doing salaried and community outreach, sort of both. I'm doing them, those kind of events in so many places that I've never been able to host me. I have to say, Sandy, that last night I was in India raising funds for stray unneutered pets. Mm. And this morning before us, I was in Malaysia for Orphan Care Malaysia by Daily Muscle, which is a spinoff club of MF or Mark Fisher Fitness based on unicorns and rainbows in Malaysia. Yeah. And I really love working with Noel. And I'll go into a club. Now it only costs a Zoom link. There's no what class of airfare do you need? And is the dog coming? Answer is always yes. And then what kind of accommodations and then expenses and transportation? Who's picking up the presenter? And then about the jet lag. And what if you don't get the glow sticks because the luggage got diverted to Kimbuktu? No, give me your Zoom link and we'll prepare yeah. everyone with a playlist and done. It's just so easy now. There's no more jet lag. I'm not eager. Truth always between you and me, because it's just us and our thousands of idea family members that there's no more jet lag. And I'm not eager to go back into the hotels at 3 a.m. with lost luggage and a dog who has to wait to clear quarantine until the oh. airport office opens at six. Thank you, Dublin. Gotta love Ireland. Yeah. So 
No. So the, the opportunities have been blown wide open with yes. virtual. Yes. Yeah. I think that it is incredible. If people have fearful, I always like some of my the people that I pay or compensate to be my mentors to help me see the ways that I'm in my own way. So it's one of my huge adages from Mary Poppins or P.L. Travers. How do you learn how to see what's how you're in your own way and then get the heck out of it? Because <laughs> all of the times I find that more than prison bars, that nothing could be more confining than the prison bars we can find within our own construct of our yeah. heads. Exactly. Of what exactly. we're in. Yeah. So pointers for other people to go around the world on social, right? Like meet others on the social networks. You don't have to just stay within your followers for whether it's virtual or in person or hybrid Monday night, cardio killer combat kickbox, like use hashtags like fit fam and global fitness and zoom fitness because people are zooming around the world and see how your range of friends and followers and comments will expand. Introduce yourself. See where you can do cross-promoted virtual or mm -hmm. a hybrid event and open your mind to the world not being a club. As I started in the last century, my trademark, which was a lot less expensive than it is today, was wellness without walls. Now it's a hashtag. I took out the spaces, but pretty visionary when I thought, well, I want to travel and spread my message, whether it's for this club or for this club, or I did work with Equinox, Golds, Crunch. How, how nice to say wherever I am, my message is the same and it's wellness without walls. And now with the pandemic and Zoom and other creative ways to spread our message, mission, and vision, we got to get out of our own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to say that that's a great primer on how to get started. And for listeners who are interested in this, um, I can think of a perfect mentor for you. Just saying. <laughs> Let me know. I, I'm, I'm always looking to get yeah. out of my own way. Yeah. Um, so, Lawrence, you've been involved with IDEA in many capacities over the years. Um, you, you're just a household name here. And uh, you were named you. you were named the 2004 IDEA Fitness Instructor of the Year. You've what? served on, on various IDEA committees. You've organized charity workouts at our events. You've been a subject matter author or expert author and expert on countless IDEA programs. What have yeah. been some of your IDEA highlights over, over the years? Sandy, my favorite question ever, because it's really specific and it's just about my love and worldwide eternal business, work, professional love affair with IDEA and the organization and the Peter and Kathy vision, etc. I pinch myself and I say, yes, every highlight you just mentioned. And can I add to that list idea? I think I forgot it? inner idea. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to start there because a lot of people don't know there was an event where it was pretty much we took over a campus of a beautiful five plus star hotel in Palm Springs and we were barefoot. The rooms had heated pools and fireplaces and silent breakfast if you chose that. Yes, I did. And lovely events under the stars and Palm Springs has something in honor of the North American Indians there, the dark sky ordinance so there could be no outdoor lights mm -hmm. after certain hours and Mike Bannon and, and Joy and all the people who covered the events I would do meditation every full moon. Uh, Marcia was able to get a couple events changed just within a weekend to to have the our event during a full moon, right? Yeah, yep. That was significant. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. That was wonderful, including the one when we had uh, to share the sacred space with the mariachi band at the wedding. And I was doing <laughs> the, the mindful. We still have the photos to, 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 to attest to that. The stories, the stories of the inner idea was wonderful. And then watching Deborah Zake of Spa was my boss who achieved and conceived the first spa in the United States, the Golden Door in Escondido, not far from you, and then hired me to open up the Golden Door, first one ever outside mm -hmm. of the U.S. in Puerto Rico that I managed for 10 years. Wow. So watching her at the Inner Idea by Peter and Kathy get the Visionary Award was huge. The next year, which turned out to be our last time in Palm Springs, Peter and Kathy gave me, I have still goosebumps to say that, gave me that Visionary Award. Oh. And it means a lot, my Idea Instructor of the Year, which is a great memory because I've lost like 9, 10, 11 times previously in those years. <laughs> <laughs> the Visionary Award was really uh, momentous because a Lifetime Visionary Award for an event that doesn't exist anymore, but nevertheless, it means an incredible, an incredible amount to, to, to what I've done. Then we used to have events in Chicago, remember? And yes. I team taught Fusion. every one of those Fitness Fusion, Fusion events. 
I team taught everyone with a April Pichel. We did always uh, class courses and workshops for the first timers, not the, the choreography to say, how hard can you make this, which is great, but uh, simplify everything. Supporting the AIDS warning workouts with Moira Stott Merithew and Kathleen Murakami. Mm, mm -hmm. Connie Towers from General Hospital drove down and we did this money. And then at the very last minute, getting the message from Golden Door Spa that they would match our donation, uh, how much we raised that morning, which was like a 6, 7 a.m. That was a huge memory I had. Offering yeah. scholarships to Idea World every single year for over a decade and getting to follow the career, Sandy and my Idea family, of you who apply and successfully get the Biscontini Scholarship, that's incredible. Because to watch shyness on and explode on social and do other things because you go and explode your mind and get out of your own way through Idea World is in, being incredible. Uh, another memory is going to, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 award dinners with George Fotis smiling at me walking into the ceremony to sit at a table in the front next to Helen Vanderberg and Kelly Roberts and Petra Colburn. They all won every year. And finally, I was one year when I said to George, guess what? I, I'm over this. I'm not even I'm not even shaving. I'm not wearing a shirt and tie. And truth, just because it's us and the thousands of us listening, I didn't bathe before that awards dinner. <laughs> Uh, if you look at the, the footage, it's all on that whatever six-minute acceptance speech on my website. And I, I didn't do any of those things, and I won. <laughs> <laughs> that was a memory. And George said, I knew. I'm like, of course you did, George, but you could have at least told me to shave or, or bathe, right? That was an incredible. Making an outdoor human labyrinth in San Diego by the water, meditation sunrise with the surfers, and all those people that came to meditate with the surfers in the morning seemed just slightly distracted, Sandy. I don't know why with all those San Diego <laughs> surfers. Mind body meditation, walking through the madness of a downtown LA. We called it Tex and the City because we were doing our techno gadgets and trying to find calm in the city. We called it Tex, T-E-C-H-X, Tex in the City, when that show was super popular. Yeah. Super <laughs> memories. My first web extra, the first web extra you ever had in the magazine where click here to see the author demonstrate this breathing technique in action or something. Yeah. Joy said, yeah. all right, we'll do it. So I gave you the Dropbox link and you, you downloaded it, you hosted it, and now we have web extras. That was really fun. So many great memories, Lawrence. And I'm so happy you brought up Inner Idea because um, I, I know that was probably my favorite show to work. Yeah. I mean, for for the idea team, that was um, a cakewalk compared to the other shows we put on, um, just right. because those are so frenetic and busy. And this one just had a, a super calm, even feel to it. And it just, um, you know, Palm, the, the facility in Palm Springs was really, really lovely. And so it was uh, Matt came with his then girlfriend, now wife. And he took to my, to my meditation with the candle on the full moons, because he said, what do I have to do? I said, nothing. He said, I'll be there. There might be, there might or may or may not be a beer in my bag, but I'll be there. But he was, <laughs> he was so supportive. I think all, all the staff loved that event it was it was really sweet and i have to mention the idea tour you and joy joy keller gave me the time i went to the offices oh yeah and you walked me down the halls and you had taken time to point out all the artwork or events or promos or t-shirts or badges that in some way had something to do with me it yeah. wasn't just here's our office and here's the every cover of every magazine but lawrence and this and then here you're on the cover and here you are on the inside and this was the first web and this is where you had biscuit for the first time so loving and thoughtful. I felt like a family. That was a really momentous event for me because we write for people and send them off to people we'll never meet and there's some kind of direct deposit honorarium, some honorarium somewhere. But when I was in your offices, that was home. Well, you are family, and like I said, you know, at Idea, you're a household name. We all, we all know uh -huh. you, and you are on a... In so many of the the photographs and memories that are that adorn the walls there. Thank you. The biscuit. Yes, um, I don't think we have a picture of biscuit though. I I personally do have pictures of you and biscuit, but there are none on, on the walls. On Instagram, he has more followers than I do. You can't compete with dogs. Oh my He's goodness! Find biscuit. B i s k i t. No spaces. <laughs> find biscuit, and you can see him all over the world. All right. So what? There's. I can't call this a, a pro show podcast without getting into pandemic at least a little bit. Um, right. it's, it's really clear that the past two years have forced all of us to reinvent ourselves to some degree, both personally and professionally. Um, I'm curious to know what has your reinvention included and where have you found your main sources of inspiration to make changes? 
Whoa, big, big, big inspiration. I'll take that first, if that's cool. And then you tell me another part that you might want me to answer. My personal inspiration and my professional inspiration. My personal inspiration now is coming first and foremost from your Instagram food posts every day, Sandy Todd Webster. I love that. And oh it goodness. inspires me. And today's Instagram post, <laughs> and this week, actually, I've been doing things and tagging you thinking, yes, yes, I actually can do food porn as well. So <laughs> you absolutely are inspirational. Also on a personal level, this app, which leads to free TV shows called The Chosen, inspires me on a personal note every single day, a different aspect of an episode. Our LGBTQ2 plus Christian and faith-based groups are inspiring me every day around the world, finding and claiming their voice, not just we've overcoming, but we're overcoming and still faithful, whether they be Muslim or Jewish or Catholic or Christian or Protestant or Buddhist, and part of that underrepresented group, I'm so inspired by them and groups around the world like It Gets Better. Mm -hmm. I'm also inspired by the people revamping and updating their language and making me own up to my own game like, thank you, Reagan Chastain, there is no more welcome ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. It's all my humans or fellow friends or uh, gals and guys and gals and my non-binary pals or everyone in between. <laughs> it's all beating hearts. And, and I love that. I need to think about my terminology because everything, the inking of my thinking starts with words. Professionally, I get inspiration from our drag community and how they pivoted when like the fitness world, we have a lot of C's together. We both work in clubs. We both have to depend on costumes and how we look appropriate for the discipline of what we're doing. We also have to worry about copyrights. A drag is not teaching or lip singing a song for income based on the tips they're from to a cover of Miley Cyrus. Nah, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. And how many people during the pandemic when we were starting to throw up our classes on the Facebook Lives or the Meta Lives or whatever it's called today uh, were, for, were getting shut down or YouTube or the, the copyright issues. And then the contributions. How do we get tips? How do we get paid for what we're doing? Because... Fitness works, but not for free. And then choreography. Um, the drag community and the fitness community do plan to some degree movement, whether it's personal or group or pre-choreographed or individual. It's all that. So they inspire me every single day how they went on the apps, discovered how to get money, how to get paid, how to use music, how to be legal and ethical and be caught for the ethics and get tipped for it and make it look really good and sound better than we did when we were three beats behind because we didn't know how to sing Zoom. They inspired me. Also, the rising underrepresented in our industry, like the Kia Williams, who just did this incredible job of Sandy uh, interviewing Tatiana on a yes. recent podcast. Yep. The Kukuas, the Michael Pierces, the Calvin Wileys, the Dion Masons, the social community um, inspire me how they are claiming their own so long overdue. And it makes us all just sit gobsmacked. Seriously, like where... Have we been not opening more doors for, for more time? The storytellers are inspiring me every day, like the Paul Galoros in Canada who read stories, bedtime stories to people of all ages, yeah. animal lovers all over the world. Yeah. Amen, Lawrence. I, I love that you um, that you touched on equity and inclusion. It's just it's such a, a huge part of the direction that we are heading and that we need to to keep going strong in. Um, and then also, I just want to mention that I, I sort of feel like there's a branded class coming out of the, you know, the drag community stuff that you mentioned. Um, I, you know, you heard it here first, folks. Fitness is a drag. <laughs> is really, are you working on that? It's done, honey. It just doesn't. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot. Not that I'm allowed wait. to talk about it on uh, the idea fit pro show. All right. Well, uh, we <laughs> no, won't it's tell. Great. Are you kidding? It's just us. Yeah. So um, also, you know, COVID related, con considering your many years of experience in the industry, I'm, I'm curious to know what your read is on what comes beyond COVID. It seems like we're maybe coasting into the endemic phase, you know, fingers crossed on that. Um, but, you know, we pivoted, we learned new skills, we diversified our offerings. Are you optimistic that the industry will fully recover or even grow after all of this? Absolutely, yes. We are redefining our reality every day, and it starts with a positive mindset. I used to say, Sandy, 
fake it till you make it. And now I've changed it a little bit. Faith it, F-A-I-T-H, faith it till you become it. Mm. And the it is your positive reality of joy inside. Every day we're bombarded with facts and info and resources and availability of news. My A-E-A-L-E-X-A devices take up 20 minutes of my morning, bringing in different sources of, of spoken news. And it's easy to get information more than ever. However, I think it's dangerous if we stop being experiencers. So a message, not a parting, almost parting, is let's remember that all the facts are great, but feelings are greater. And let's be experiencers and not lose ourselves in just the scrolling social information age. Mm, amazing, amazing stuff. You're just so profound. What? Yes, you are. You're very kind. Thank I you very much. You're just, you're truly kind of a, a not kind of, you are a philosopher. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh my goodness. Hashtag yeah. bucket of crazy. <laughs> so um, incredibly, we are at the end of our time together, but um, what? for today, but before we sign off, could you please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you first, and then please leave us with a parting thought that will elevate or, or inspire our colleagues to find or maintain momentum. I love that that's a consistent thing with all of your podcasts that you host, or I would not be prepared because that change our life in one saying statements just set me up for, oh my gosh, palpitations, palpitations. <laughs> uh, two, two parting thoughts too, because professional life and personal life. In my professional life, super key, everyone, I wish this were just the last thing that Sandy and I would say, the professional takeaway, we cannot open any new doors using our old keys. Mm. And in my personal life, Father Mike says that each of us has two lives and our second life begins only the moment we realize we only have one. I love it. I know. You have to think about that for a second. My gratitude to anyone in our idea family who made it thus far listening to this hashtag bucket of crazy. My love to each <laughs> and every one of you in our idea family, whether we're new or you don't know who this crazy Italian is, or we've been together for a long time from the first idea events. If I can be of assistance to you in any way, please reach out and find Lawrence. Mm. It's always a pleasure, Lawrence, my, my biscuit friend, my special biscuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your positive energy with us today. I have treasured my time with you as I always do. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. God bless. Love you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved interviewing Lawrence Biscontini. To learn more about Lawrence or to connect with him, please check today's show notes to find the links. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you can find the Idea Fit Pro Show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you source your podcasts. We'd be honored if you took a minute to give us a rating, and we'd be so grateful if you would share the show link and news about the podcast on your social feeds. Meantime, we'll keep working hard to bring you more great material like this. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.